This show is not for the easily offended. So if you are easily offended, go listen to something else. glass of wine my dear thank you son that's kind of you it's so nice to know somebody cares these days there's so much going on I don't think nobody really wants to know Just an oh has been the summer But I know how it feels to grow old Yeah, I guess that's right You can find me here most any night Looking round the room, staring at the walls and lights. <laughs> It's funny, I remember oh, five or six years ago, I'd say, I'd stand right here at this bar with my friends who passed away. And drink three times the wine I can drink today yep. I know how it feels to grow I know what they're saying, son That goes that old crazy broad again To make a young man go out his brains How the hell do they know what it's like to have a graveyard as a friend Cause that's where they all are, boy All, all of them It don't seem likely I'll have those kinds of friends again Sure do hate you have to go But it's been great talking to you And I hope I'll see you The next time you're passing through You know, it's, it's like I said There's so much going on Think nobody wants to know, but you keep well 
don't give another thought to me Cause I'm gonna ignore all the rest I've got my memories Hello, welcome to Noisebox. I'm your host, Derek Howard. Noisebox can be found at noisebox.com. The box is spelled with two X's. Um, it is very early in the morning. At least for me it is. It's uh, 6 o'clock in the morning. Which uh, comes in handy, because if I can get my body used to getting up at 6 o'clock, then when I start my new job which should be sometimes sometime next week then uh i should be all right <laughs> you know it shouldn't be too much of a um too much of a struggle to acclimate to the new um to the new times <sighs> after being out of work for almost a year um the first thing that went I mean, if you've imagine being on vacation, you don't get up. Well, let me think about that. Uh, you have to also remember that for most of the year that I was working at this other place, um, I was on afternoons. So I haven't been up at six o'clock on a regular basis in quite a while. <laughs> You know, and even then, the other job that I had before that, I didn't really get used to get up until about seven. Hmm. Well, this whole six o'clock thing is a new experience for me. Not new, because hmm. I remember a long, long time ago, I used to have to get up at six so that I could make it to work by eight. Um, and that's when I used to work a long way away, and I was young. In fact, I remember one time. <laughs> when I was, uh, I want to say 20, 21 or so, um, I remember being out late partying, you know, hanging out with my friends, drinking a lot of beer, um, trying and failing to get phone numbers from girls. And it was, I think I got home like, I want to say about... Five thirty, six o'clock, and I had to get up at seven <laughs> to be to make sure that I could get to work by eight. Oh, that was a long day because I came home, I lay down, I slept for most of that hour. You know, got up, took my shower, got dressed, went to work. I'm one of those people, I don't like to shower in the morning, I like to shower in the evening, but uh, I shower in the morning hope, thinking it would help wake me up. I got to work just fine, you know, because I'm still running on adrenaline, you know, that, that, that burst of adrenaline that you may get when you wake up um, after like an hour of sleep, <laughs> you know, and you have to keep moving. 
Um, but later when I got to work, uh, I was there. And then after a while, the alcohol was still in my system. I was really dragging my boss who, um, at this time I was working at a bank. So, uh, we were set up not exactly in cubicles, but we had desks with very, very short walls. Right. And each team, uh, sat with their supervisor. You know, it was, uh, six desks, um, six uh desk areas let me just put it like that um and they were you know three on one side three on the other side two rows facing each other right that way if we had questions or new we just pass it to the person that's sitting across from us and i sat directly across from my supervisor you know who was so cool she was such a sweet lady i really like her i really felt bad with the way i left um, I'll tell that story in a little while, but I was really wiped out, you know, and she took one look at me and she was like, are you still drunk? I was like, I'm trying not to be. She was like, oh. yeah, just stay at your desk. Don't say anything to anybody. And then at lunchtime, go take a nap in your car. You know, I mean, she was that kind of boss. She was really, really cool. Um, but despite that, I was, I was young. Uh, when you're that young, you think, when, well, not only was I that young, cause I was like 20, like I said, 20, 21, maybe. I don't think I was quite 21 yet, but I'd been working pretty much since I was like 13. All right. Part-time jobs here and there. Um, this was like my, uh, when I, I was started working in high school, well, I was working before high school, answering phones. And then when I um, was in, when I turned 15, I started working, uh, doing co-op. So I was working in office. Well, first I was working at a record store um, for, you know, less than minimum wage. And then I was working at a bank, making way above minimum wage. Um, and then when I was there, uh First, it was a part-time job. Then it was a full-time job. Um, then I was working in bookkeeping. Um, and if I had... <laughs> then when the Pistons won their second championship, I wanted more out of life than to get up every morning and go to a bank. Didn't know what it is I wanted to do, but I wanted to do more than that. Um, so I called up, called my boss. She wasn't in yet. Uh, talked to another supervisor and told her I quit. You know, and that was you know though there there are those moments in your life where you have changed it completely, and if you hadn't done that or if anything was different, the rest of your life would have turned out completely different. You know, I mean on movies and on TV shows, it's always you know they always try to make uh make the fact that you know it's a little things like that uh, tv show was it was it changing lanes or no sliding doors right sliding doors where if she had uh Gwyneth Paltrow I think I haven't seen the movie I just know what it was about uh, and I've always wanted to see it I need to 
Just find out if it's on Netflix or something. It's one of those things where if she had made the elevator, her life would have been drastically different, right? And so what they did is in this movie, they show what happens if she makes the elevator and what happens when she didn't make the elevator, right? So it's an alternate timeline using the same characters, different things, right? Like in one time, she makes it home in time to find out that her boyfriend's cheating on her. Right. And the other one, because she was delayed, the boyfriend got the the other girl, the other woman out of the house in time. Right. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but for a lot of people, you know, when that pivotal moment is. And for me, that was one of those pivotal moments. Um, a little later, I got a, a phone call from my boss who told me, you know, you should have waited to talk to me. Because if you waited to talk to me, then we would have gave you a leave of absence. Um, you know, I, I would have talked to you. I would give you what some vacation days or leave of absence or something, but you'd still have a job, right? And apparently, this also caused friction between the two supervisors because the supervisor I talked because when my supervisor found out that I quit like that, and the other supervisor just said, "Yeah, okay," that kind of like I said, that caused friction between the two of them because um, apparently what she should have said was, I'm going to mark you down as absent for today. Um, talk to your supervisor tomorrow. You know, I mean, that's what she, that's what my supervisor told me. And like I said, I felt really bad. Um, the only thing I regret about leaving that job was the way I left her like that. Um, <laughs> according to people to the friends that I still had there um one of the bosses also did not appreciate the way I left but unlike my supervisor who um who would have worked with me um this woman just flat out just blackballed me she made sure to go to, to Human Resources and says, if he ever tries to get another job here, I am saying no. It doesn't matter if it's in another department, I am saying no. And quite frankly, I think she also talked to maybe some HR people at other banks, right? Because uh, years later, after I realized that I may want more, but I am not qualified to to be more at that time because I did not want to go to school. I wanted to do something like I said I didn't know what um I tried to get a job at different banks you know because I had experience but nobody would even give me a call back and then later on I found out that she had blacklisted me from the bank I work with uh, and I'm, pr I'm pretty sure that she also did something with those other banks um which I don't blame her well I should I could understand her being mad at the way I left. Um, however, I didn't even know she knew who I was. One of those type of deals, you know. So, I don't know. What am I going to do? Get really bent out of shape about something that happened over 20 years ago? You know? Uh, in the interim, I think I may have talked to two or three people who worked with me since then in the last 20 years and um they said just what i thought that i was 
the talk of the department for like a day or two and something else came up you know and of course i was blamed for a bunch of stuff because that's what happens when somebody leaves your um your job um there it's open season not only on their stuff but to blame them for when things don't go right you know like who's working on this branch well, I guess Derek was, you know, oh, yeah, Derek did that. Oh, Derek must have done that. But that should only last for a couple of days or so. And then, no, I think if you can really milk it, you can blame the the person who left, not just me. Because I don't think I've done that. I don't think I've done that. I've, I, don't, I haven't broken down somebody else's job performance after I left because, quite frankly, I don't really care, you know, to do stuff like that. Um, and back then I was I was a bit of a fuck up. So, I mean, come on, like I said, I was I wasn't even twenty one yet. I might have been twenty one. I don't know. It's one of those things that really does not matter. <sighs> but that was a memory, you know. It's not necessarily a couple of happy memories, but it is a memory. Um. I have a family member who is going through non non Alzheimer's dementia. Now, I don't know what the difference between non Alzheimer's and non Alzheimer's dementia is. I'm under the impression that non Alzheimer's dementia there can be some improvement, um, some slight improvement, you know, and with uh, Alzheimer's is just like one way sliding downhill. Um, so there's hope, but this family member is like 85 years old. And uh, new memories, the, the, the memories later in life, um, they don't have problems remembering uh family members you know yet um sometimes they might get me confused with my uncle or my brother but come on now (laughs) i call my son steven my brother billy and i call billy steven all the time why because they're they're my little boys you know although steven is eight and Billy is 22. 22. Uh, yeah, 22. Um, so that I, that happens, right? When you're a parent, you'll usually call boys by the name or get girls confused. You know, um, it happens, you know. But when I'm talking to this family member and I see that they have trouble remembering things that happen, um, you know, phone conversations especially. If you have a phone conversation with them and then they don't remember that, like the next day, two days later sometimes, um, that it's kind of disconcerting at first, right? Um, 
I have this new job coming up, uh, working for a contract house, and I told them about it. And we talked for about good 15 minutes, and I don't usually talk on the phone that long, right? Um, most of my <laughs> podcasts are longer than phone conversations that I have. Right. So I was talking about the new job, um, kind of what it is I'd be doing. Uh, we were talking about how they, how I'm not the same kid that they used to know, right? And that's kind of good and kind of bad because for some reason, a lot of people think that I'm depressed. You know, but usually people that I talk to on a regular basis, um, uh, I don't know if people listening to this podcast have thought that I'm depressed, right? Because you guys could all just think, okay, yeah, when he gets pissed off or mad or upset, then he podcasts because that's basically true and I feel really strong emotions then I will do a podcast like Noisebox. Um, but when I was doing uh, Two People Talking, uh, when it was over, one of the things that Angela said to me was that she thought I was depressed. And I've had other people. You know, Patty said it flat out. I think you're depressed. Um, and I've had other people who have said that I'm not the same, and that they're doesn't seem to be I don't know joy I guess I I don't know I don't get I don't feel depressed so maybe I am and I just don't know it um but we had this nice long conversation and it felt like a real connection and then the next time I saw them which was like two three days later uh I mentioned the job and they're like, you got a job And I wanted to say, yeah, I told you on the phone, but you can't do that when somebody has memory issues. You just have to say, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I thought I told you. Uh, And then you explain everything again. And then after um, we spent the day together and I was leaving, um, I got a phone call right when I was like in my car driving. Uh, hey, you forgot this stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Because uh, I rushed out of there. So, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll just save it for me. I'll come and get it next time, right? And then the next day, I got a phone call. Hey, I'll just got to let you know that you forgot the stuff. And it's like, really? Yeah, oh, okay. Um, Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, next time I come over, just just save it for me, okay? There's a lot of repeating like that that you have to do. And it's weird because it's only for stuff that's later. Um, They can remember their first kiss. You know, the first romantic kiss. They can remember where they were. Exactly where they were standing. (laughs) You know? First thing they said, who saw them, um, 
all kinds of of details about it. What happened with the person that they kissed, you know, later on, whether or not they remained friends, all that kind of stuff, you know, all these little details. I'll be quite honest with you, I can't remember my first kiss. And their first kiss happened 14, 13, 14, something like that. And my first kiss happened when I was like almost 18, you know. In fact, it's weird because my first kiss happened a couple of weeks before I lost my virginity. So, I mean, I was like on a really quick timetable. You know, like I said, I really don't remember much. I remember my first time. I remember my first time. It didn't last very long. It was very unsatisfying for her. Um, it felt okay to me. <laughs> I'm not even going to deny that. Um, but I really don't remember. I remember a little bit more about that than my first kiss. I was trying to, to to remember my first kiss, and I just I I, I know who it was with. Um, I'm pretty sure I know exactly where it was, but I don't remember very much else beyond that. You know, my father, when he was in his forties, he had memory issues, but uh. Let's just say that he was part of the age of Aquarius, <laughs> uh, but he was a, he was a soldier, so he was a soldier in Vietnam. He was a soldier during the Vietnam War. Um, I know he was in Vietnam, and I'm pretty sure that he was also stationed at one point in Hawaii. So Vietnam and Hawaii. In the sixties, yeah. So some of his, uh, some of his uh, memory lapses, I can understand. You know, I wonder what kind of memories I'm going to be able to retain when I get older. Because it is, there are times when I have trouble remembering what subjects I've talked about on podcasts and exactly what I've said, you know. It was kind of funny because um, it took a while for people who listen to comic book noise especially to realize that, you know, tastes change, <laughs> shall we say. Because I had made mention of a comic book in like an early issue, in like an early episode. Um, it's like maybe a year, year and a half, maybe even two years later, I mentioned something along the same lines and I got an email saying, well, wait a minute, you said this and this episode, but now you're saying this? And I pointed out, yeah, my tastes have changed, you know? And this wasn't like a, I don't think it was a direct contradiction, but it was, you know, evidence of changing tastes. Sometimes you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And sometimes you have to wonder if the old dog will remember the trick, you know. Um, 
So I've done like 900 and I've done over 950 individual podcasts or um, or duo podcasts with Angela and the interview podcasts that I've done. Um, let's just say there's 950 over 950 podcasts that I have done, you know, under the deliberate noise network umbrella. You know, I'm not including uh, guest shots that I've done on other people's podcasts because that would just be obnoxious, you know. Um, yeah, so I don't think it, I don't think anybody really blames me for not remembering details in every last one of them. That's one thing that just really, I don't know. Some people make jokes about how Alzheimer's won't bother them because they won't remember it. Ha, 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 ha. (sighs) But that's not funny, you know. When you look in the eyes of somebody who... can't remember where they put the note that they just wrote two seconds ago and it's right in front of them you can see that momentary flash of panic you know or that panic when they're when you're talking about something that you remember and they don't you know, there's a little bit of confusion, and then it sets in, oh, my God, I should be remembering this. You know, that's 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 not funny. It's not a joking matter. You know, that's one of the good things about these podcasts. And hopefully when I get to the point where I can't remember a lot of things... Somebody can play it for me and say, this is how you used to be. Yeah. Anyway. Thanks for listening. Um, Stop by the website and I'll have a list of the uh, songs that I played. Uh, Thanks and I'll be back soon with another episode. the place you end up when you lose the chase where you're dragged against your will from a basement on the hill and all anybody knows is you're not like them and they kick you in the head and send you back to bed isolation pulled you past the tunnel to a bright world where you can make a place to stay but everybody's scared of this place and staying away Your little house on memory lane The mayor's name is Fear His force patrols the pier From a mountain of cliché That advances every day 
The doctor spoke a cloud. He rained out loud. You'll keep your doors and windows shut and swear you'll never show a soul again. But isolation pushes you till every muscle aches down the only road it ever takes. But everybody's scared of this place and staying away. Your little house on memory lane. If it's your decision to be open about yourself, be careful around. Be careful around. I'm comfortable apart. It's all written on my chart, and I take what's given me most cooperatively. I do what people say and lie in bed all day, absolutely horrified. I hope you're satisfied. Isolation pushes past self-hatred, guilt, and shame to a place where suffering is just a game. But everybody's scared of this place and staying away. Your little house on memory lane. Your little house on memory lane. Oh, my God.